0: Along the eastern edge of San Francisco's Golden Gate National Recreation Area sits a tiny spit of land, a jetty actually. Constructed from an assortment of granite and marble pieces taken from the demolition of the Laurel Hill Cemetery, the jetty offers panoramic views of the city, including the majestic Golden Gate Bridge. The view of the bay alone is worthy of a road trip to San Francisco, but that's not why we've come to this small piece of land. We've come to hear the music. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the Sea America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, the ocean-activated acoustic sculpture known as the wave organ, one of the many pieces created on site at San Francisco's Exploratorium. This great destination is brought to you by Roadtrippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Roadtrippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. With the history of the wave organ, here's Abigail Treview.
1: Richards, an artist in residence at the science, technology and art focused Exploratorium in San Francisco, had grown fascinated by artist Bill Fontana's recordings of sounds emanating from the vent pipe of a floating concrete dock in Sydney, Australia. He thought he could build upon this phenomena, an almost electronic sound, by harnessing it into a musical instrument. In 1980, he was awarded a planning grant from the National Endowment for the Arts that would enable him to conduct an investigation into the physicality of what he would come to call the wave organ. Working alongside sculptor and master stonemason George Gonzalez, Richards built a prototype on the jetty overlooking the bay and presented it as part of the New Music 81 festival. Though rudimentary in nature, the spirit of the work was there. Richard's wave organ was met with enthusiasm and support, and the buzz stirred up so much excitement that the museum immediately began to install a permanent exhibit that would replace the prototype. Though enthusiasm was strong, construction of the piece didn't begin until September 1985. The wave organ was officially complete eight months later in May, 1986. The instrument itself is comprised of 25 organ pipes made of PVC and concrete that extend down into the water at various levels. The wave organ's sound is created as waves crash against the ends of the pipes and move in and out. As the waves roll in, the pipes fill with a liquid music these low gurgling notes ebb and flow with the movement of the ocean and the changing of the tides the sound is subtle requiring visitors to become sensitized to its music and at the same time to the music of the environment the wave organ's song is always changing much like the tide itself and the city it sings to
2: has a feeling of an ancient ruin, you know, on the edge of the ocean.
0: Peter Richards in an interview recorded for the Exploratorium.
2: Part of the mystique is that it's kind of hard to find. When you're walking out there, you don't see anything, really. There's, It's because everything is below grade from the top of the jetties, so that when you walk out, it just looks flat out there. And finally you get there, and you see these stairs, and these stairs that go down six to eight feet, into what does look like a ruin. So there's this surprise that it's, you're even surprised that it's there in the first place, but then the stonework suggests a ruin as well. It's very romantic. You're out in the middle of the bay, but you're you're not really on dry land, it's sort of a tenuous place. So that's what makes it interesting to me. The edge between solid ground, solid land, and the water and I think edges are where interesting things happen. The day that I arrived in San Francisco in 1970, and I can give you that day, it was June June 10th, I came to the Exploratorium. The afternoon I decided to go for a walk, and I ended up out on the end of the jetty. And so I've been there ever since. Having grown up in Colorado and in the mountains, I... uh, had a strong connection with with that kind of a environment and of course this place is different as i began trying to develop a connection with the bay region i got interested in the bay itself that seemed like my new wilderness rather than the mountains it was the bay particularly i was interested in tides The nature of the sound is, uh, is a function of the relationship of the earth to the moon and that of course affects the tides but it's also the earth and the moon to the sun which is, affects the weather and the seasons. The wave organ is a, an assemblage of, uh, of materials, some of which was found on the site itself and some that we brought in. My collaborator on this project was George Gonzalez. George is a, an artist and a stonemason. Some of the stone out there came from a uh, cemetery that had been bulldozed in the 50s. The other stone comes from uh, the city. They're recycled curb stones. Before, it was, it was a place for fishermen and uh, maybe uh, people who like to explore like me, but it wasn't an inviting place for the general public. But now it is, I think, it, and the wave organ itself kind of provides a platform for human experiences, I would say. Certainly the music of the wave organ itself is a part of it, but it's as much about being there and being comfortable and being able to do whatever you want to do. If I give myself five minutes, I find that my my blood pressure kind of drops and my hearing becomes more acute and I, and I just become a part of the soundscape, I would say. And certainly the sounds of the wave organ are a part of it, but it's also the ambient sounds as well. It's sort of like your body and your psyche just sort of relaxes and fits in to what's there. Families go out for picnics. Kids love to climb around on the, on the stonework, Um uh, Fishermen use the terraces as launching pads for their fishing. Um, kids go out there at night and party. It's it's used 24 hours a day. I always thought of it as a contemplative place myself. There's more to the wave organ than, than just the sounds that the pipes are creating. It's it's a mixture of those melodic sounds but overlaid by the ambient sounds. It's the sounds of the environment, it's the symphony, the wave organ is just uh, sort of an accompaniment or a punctuation. And the theater unfolds right there in front of you. <laughs>
0: As road schoolers and full-time travelers, Abigail and I spend a lot of time in museums with our kids. It's one of the first things we do when we find ourselves in an urban environment. Some of our favorite museums have been ones that are continually growing and reimagining what a museum can be and should do. The Exploratorium is one of those museums. The dream of Frank Oppenheimer, renowned physicist and brother of J. Robert Oppenheimer, known to many as the father of the atomic bomb, the Exploratorium has been making their own hands-on exhibits since they opened back in 1969. Located at Pier 15 and built inside the Palace of Fine Arts, which was once part of the 1915 Panama Pacific International Exposition, the Exploratorium was revolutionary for its time. Instead of stuffy halls filled with items you could only look at, you went on an explore-for-yourself adventure filled with hands-on exhibits. The Exploratorium continued that revolution in 1992 when it launched the Exploratorium website, making it one of the first 600 websites on the internet. Today, the Exploratorium boasts over 650 hands-on exhibits, including the Wave Organ. You can reach the museum via car, bike, or San Francisco's public transit. There's an admission charge to tour the inside exhibits. However, there's no charge to visit the Wave Organ. A popular spot in the morning with fishermen, the park and trail is wheelchair accessible and you can reach the trailhead at the Marina Green Park. The wave organ sounds best at high tide and the museum has a link available to check the tides. We'll include it in the show notes along with the video, My New Wilderness, from which we drew the interview with Peter Richards for this episode. We'd like to thank the Exploratorium for providing it. This episode of See America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration by Abigail Trebu. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group where we chat about some of America's great road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at RoadTrippers.com, then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at RoadTrippers.com.